Visit RTI on the web at english.rti.org.tw. Hello and welcome to Radio Taiwan International. I am Natalie So. Up this hour, we have a new cultural visa everywhere program, which compares Eastern and Western culture. And we have some beautiful music from Chinese culture on jade bells and bamboo pipes. But stay tuned now for Here in Taiwan. Welcome to Here in Taiwan. It's Wednesday, February 12th. And in the studio, we have Jake Chen. Hello. Paula Chow. Hello. And I am Natalie So, We'll be talking about the obsession and confusion over face masks in Taiwan. Also, China has an app to see if you've been near an infected person. And we're going to be hearing about pet therapy for prisoners in Taiwan. And stories about how um, the tourism industry has been hit by the coronavirus. Those stories and more are coming right up. Okay, so coronavirus is still um, on people's minds here in Taiwan. And uh, so are face masks. Tell us about that, Jake. Yeah, uh, I think a lot of our listeners are probably caught, uh, caught up. But for those who aren't, uh, because the virus have driven up the demand for masks by a pretty significant amount, masks has been a shortage here in Taiwan. So much so that a government uh, implemented policy, I think roughly a week ago, to ration uh, mask selling and buying. So every local resident uh, with a uh, health uh, insurance card can only buy two pieces per seven days to uh, make sure the mask doesn't run out because mass production has been uh, ramped up to the full and is still not enough. So yeah, that uh, when it was first uh, put in place last week, um, a lot of people complain about two pieces per seven days is nowhere near enough and there's a lot of confusions on how to buy that. As it turns out, a week into that, the confusions and, and feedbacks and the mixed reactions um, are still ongoing. A lot of people complain about the policy not being clear enough uh, because the policy says you can buy two pieces per seven days. People confuse that as two pieces per week. So some people bought it, say, on a Saturday, and on the next Tuesday, they went out and tried to buy it again. And after a very long lineup, and I'll tell you a personal story, the lineup is huge. Um, they found out that they haven't waited seven days yet, and they had to go home, and all the time was wasted. So, no. oh, I yeah. see people like lines of fifty people or more early in the morning before oh, yeah. the stores even open. Yeah, I mean it's crazier than Disneyland. Yes, uh, you know yeah. the pharmacy in my neighborhood opens at nine a.m. You know in the morning, mm. and I know that people lined up uh, two hours before <sighs> it's opening. They started lining up That's, at 7 a.m. Right, That's because crazy. there's only a limited amount per right. store per day, right? Yes. I think it's 200 pieces per store for adults and 50 for children. And your uh, residents are allowed to take two house cars, so of their own and one of their from their friends' relatives, to pick four. So that ran out really quick. Um, I tried three times personally. The first time I went there half an hour ahead of time, not a chance. The lineup was nuts. Uh, and then I tried yesterday morning uh, to go an hour ahead of time. Still didn't get it. Uh, I tried yesterday wow. afternoon right before I came to work. I waited uh, an hour and 40 minutes to get my two pieces of oh, surgical goodness. mask. So, yeah. 
it's in high demand to say the least and but there has been someone who uh, donated a bunch of masks right yeah it's nice to see that you know well a lot of people are i mean it's reasonable but people are trying to hoard as much as possible a woman anonymously donated um, a box uh, of 400 surgical masks to a precinct to the taichung police department she left a note you know trying to cheer them up and uh, she understand that police and especially medical professionals they are on the front line of dealing with spread or any potential threat spread of the virus so uh, she said uh, you know uh, she wanted them to, to keep it up and and to to keep up the good work and the whole thing it's it's nice you know i, I don't know where she got 400 masks but uh it's nice that somebody have that in their home to spread the love because uh you know i'm not sure one family needs all that so good for her well i think that the government has also been um trying to do some public service announcements um, telling people that if they're healthy and they're outdoors, they don't need to be wearing a mask all the time. Yes. Um, it is necessary if you go to the hospital, if you yourself are sick, if you have a weak immune system, you definitely should be wearing one. Yep. But um, other times are optional, you know. I mean, you could choose to wear one if you're riding on the metro or in an enclosed space. Yeah. But it's not absolutely necessary. So I think people are still used to feeling like this is like you have to do this to protect yourself, right? Yeah, I think um, most people in Taiwan are still in that earlier, uh, the early fearing phase, right? I mean, uh, you know, because the media has been blowing, I wouldn't say they blow it out of proportion, but they've been exaggerating a lot of things on the news 24-7, so people are pretty agitated. That's why demand for masks is so much higher than it probably needs to be. Right. So actually washing your hands is even more important than wearing a mask. Absolutely. Because, not not yeah. touch your face with your hands. Yeah. It spreads too. germs very easily that way. But anyway, that's the latest um, about masks in Taiwan. Okay, well, a little bit about what's going on in China. I thought it was interesting that um, China has already come out with an app that if you put in your name and ID number, I think it's for local people, hmm. uh, Chinese, you can find out if you've had contact with someone who's been confirmed or you know, suspected cases um, in the past two weeks. So they have everything logged on, I guess, to a database. And um, if you happen to, what they mean by having contact is if you work with them or sit, sit near them or interact with them in your daily life. So uh, yeah, I think it's an update. I've heard that. I think it's an updated map. So they recorded the location of of most of the cases that they found. So if you've been close to that location within the last fourteen days or so, like they give you like different levels of warning or stuff. Pretty useful stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah we really hope China can um, contain and, and, and eliminate you know all the spread of this yeah uh, virus. You know, I know in Taiwan they're also getting strict about seeing the doctor, right? If you oh, see the yes. doctor, I mean, you need to show them your health card. If you've been traveling to China, they won't let you go to the hospital, right? right. You, you, have to to home. you have to wear a mask also. You before, have to wear a mask in the right. hospitals. Before you enter the hospital. Before you enter. Or they won't let you in. Let you in. Oh. Yes. All right. They're getting uh, apparently very strict about it. I think local clinics are like that too. I see, um, fly, not flyers, I see uh, big uh, pages, you know, stuck on their window uh, on several clinics. Like wearing a mask is mandatory to right. even enter. Yeah. So, yeah, Taiwan, it's, well, you know, the hospitals are the, the easiest place to get sick, right? Because yep. they have all the germs. So these are good precautions. And um, Taiwan seems to be doing a fairly good job of containing any, any kind of outbreak in the community. So hopefully we will continue 
um, with these efforts and that they will be effective. The Sound of the Puyuma Tribe on Radio Taiwan International. This is a very nice um, new way of getting some uh, therapy. Tell us about this. Right. It's something new. Um, it happens at uh, a female prison in the northern Taoyuan County. Well, the prison has 1,300 um, inmates, and 30 of them are over 65. And there are 70 um, female prisoners who have mental and psychological problems. So how to manage uh, these prisoners is, uh, is a headache. So um, the prison officer, uh, Mr. Cai Yongshen there, he thought about a brilliant idea because he himself is a dog lover and his families are all dog lovers. So um, he visited one dog shelter once and he saw you know, the dogs there, they were all kept in cages. He thinks, well, is it possible to turn them into therapy dogs? So he finally did it, you know, he moved some, uh, of course, with the help of the, uh, with the approval of the shelter, he moved some dogs there to to the female prison in Taoyuan County. And fortunately, the prison has lots of empty space really? for the dogs. So he introduced a program uh, last November. He actually invited a, a dog therapy specialist to uh, to give a talk to um, to those um, prisoners, not everyone, of course, because um, they don't have enough manpower. So the first class, uh, there are six students. All of them are senior citizens. So the the, uh, the pet therapy specialist taught um, those senior citizens how to um, you know shake hands with the dogs, how to interact with those dogs. Fortunately uh, and luckily, um, you know. Those prisoners love you know doing that very much. You know, senior, senior mm. citizens sometimes they don't want to stand up; they just sit there and they don't um, talk. And this, some of them have mental psychological problems; they don't seek help; they just they don't talk to others. But these dogs, uh, they are you know a companion. They all just you know to some extent they do uh, make the lives of those you know prisoners better. It's quite successful. And then, so in January of this year, the prison invited the, the pet therapy specialist again to give a talk to, you know, other prisoners. And if you want to be a um, a therapy docs, you have to meet some qualifications. Oh, yeah. Not what are they? The first one is you have to look good. You have to look no. good. <laughs> you have to look good. Right. To attract people's attention? Right. Well, you have to probably, they probably can clean them up and, right. you, and you, give them you, a nice you, haircut. You look good, you know? so you, you will, you know, people think you might have the, 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 the healing power. Uh-huh. So you have to, good looking dogs good are. Good looking dogs. Good looking okay. dogs are really important. And also you have to be, in the personality, you have to have um, stable personality. Okay, you can't right. get frightened by people yes. and bark and scare people. Right, away. and and the dogs also have to have, uh, you know, a smiling face. A smiling face, <laughs> yes. really? So no bulldogs, right? No, <laughs> no, no rottweilers. No, oh wow, right. 
So it's really interesting. So the um, prison uh, officer, the correction officer, is pretty happy, and he's planning. This is a pilot program, mm. and it's quite successful. He's planning to introduce the program to other, you know, prisons in the future. That's really a great idea. I、mm-hmm. mean, we have so many、um, stray dogs, and put them to good use, right? Yes. And dogs do not discriminate against、um, people's backgrounds. Good right? point. Right. So、yeah. they. I mean, if someone knew that, yeah, you're a prisoner. I mean, the average person may be hesitant to get close to someone, right, with that background. But dogs, they don't know. <laughs> and、yeah. I think they would enjoy the company as well. Right. It's actually good for the dogs, and it's also good for the female prisoners. That's a wonderful idea. I think it's it, it probably could they probably could be、um, helpful for people in elderly homes too,、mm-hmm. and you know,、um, other people who may be lonely, right, who、mm. who need. A friend.、Yeah. So hopefully this program will continue to grow. What do you know about Taiwan? I know who the president is. What about their local music and food? Well, hmm. What do you suggest? Tune in to Radio Taiwan International. Here at RTI, we offer the authentic Taiwan experience. You hear the sound of remote attractions, the local food, music, the lives of real Taiwanese as they live it. Visit english.rti.org.tw. Listen to the real Taiwan. Okay, let's go back to our concern about the coronavirus. I actually have some、um, thoughts from a clinical professor at Hong Kong University, John Nichols. Who is、uh, he and his team were the first scientists outside of China to reproduce the novel coronavirus in a lab. He also helped isolate the SARS coronavirus 17 years ago. So he has a few things to say about it. And one, you know, I think kind of reassuring thing、um, he has to say is that he thinks people should not panic. He thinks there's no vaccine on the immediate horizon, but he said that. Um, there's so much, you know. There's too much、uh, fake news going on, and, and too much anxiety going on. And he said it's actually the novel coronavirus is not as severe as a disease.、Um, he thinks it's going to be similar to SARS, and that it's going to go away、yeah. um, when the weather gets hot,、um, because these these the virus is deactivated at higher temperatures, and it does not like sunlight or humidity. So、um, he thinks it will be kind of like a bad cold,、um, which kills people who already have other health issues, but which is really not too dangerous for people who are fairly healthy. So he said the mortality rate outside of China is less than one percent,、um, and probably higher in China because there are stricter guidelines for a case to be considered positive, and、um, there's probably underreporting of cases. So anyway, he says the best defense of it is actually to wash your hands regularly. He said that people should not be panicking. So hopefully that's the case, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of panic is caused by all the attention that we're giving to it, right? Yeah. I mean, if we gave attention to other diseases or other sicknesses, we might feel the same way. <laughs> Well, you know, the virus is also hurting some people's livelihood. 
um, because you know we've cut off uh, a lot of flights from uh, China. Most of it, yeah. Yeah, so we don't have tourists coming in, and a lot of industries do rely on Chinese tourists. So let's hear about、um, one man how he's coping with this. Okay, he used to be a taxi driver, and before he got his license as a certified tour guide and tour group leader a year ago, he had been driving taxi for twenty years. But you know, because of the、um, the outbreak of the novel cor- coronavirus, he even though he has a license for both positions, he's not making any money because the Chinese tourists are not, you know, are are not coming to Taiwan. So、um, he is not making money. So he had no choice but、um, he has to return to his previous line of trade, which is driving a cab. But he said that well, he's fifty three years old. He said it's not easy to make money because he used to. Uh, make about anywhere between one hundred and one hundred thirty U.S. dollars per day. Now he will be happy if he takes in more than one hundred U.S. dollars per day. So, so that that is his like gross income, not net income. Is not, it like after deduction、right. of all the before costs? Net income. Oh, that's、okay. net income. Net income.、Oh, right.、Okay. It's it's really not that much. Right. So it's it, so the the virus really has had a direct impact on his livelihood.、Hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of people in the tourism industry are suffering. And you know, even around the world, like Asian、um, grocery stores and Asian restaurants, Chinese restaurants are suffering. Right, not just the tourism industry. I guess the hospitality industry. That's true.、Too. A lot、right. of restaurants,、um, right. hardly anybody going. Right, even in Taipei, I heard that、um, Taipei One Hundred One. You know, the skyscraper. You have few people go there nowadays, especially. I mean, there is a large food court downstairs. But there weren't many、uh, customers. Oh, that's interesting.、Right. And I mean, there was a cruise ship that、um, had passengers. The Diamond Princess actually. Oh, I remember. Had,、um, people going there one day, so that might、yeah. be one of the reasons, right? And、uh, yeah, that was sort of spread all over the news just a couple of days ago. And that's you know, I think whoever saw that just don't want to go anymore. So, yeah. Yeah. So well, everybody, stay safe.、Uh, wash your hands and、uh, try not to get too uptight. Thanks for tuning in to Here in Taiwan, and do stay tuned for Culture Visa Everywhere and Jade Bells and Bamboo Pipes for Here in Taiwan. I'm Natalie So. I'm Jake Chen. And I'm Paula Chen. Country. This is the sound of Taiwan. Taiwan, a small island with a whole world of sounds. Taiwan is a place full of voices, viewpoints, and stories. Hear them all here on Radio Taiwan International. Taiwan, straight from the source. Dinner is served. 
Join Andrew Ryan and Ellen Chu as they sample their way through Taiwan's culinary delights. Andrew, I thought we said no more intestines. <clears throat> That's on Feast Meets West every Saturday, only on Radio Taiwan International. Radio for refined palates. Cultural visa everywhere. I am Auntie RTI. There is Taiwanese opera from Formosa, our beautiful island. There is opera from the Western world. Well, Auntie RTI adores Taiwan. She is cosmopolitan. With her historian-like knowledge, Auntie RTI likes to talk about stories from all over the world. What's so special? Don't be so proud. Hey, 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 fashion boy, what's going on? Auntie, my friend Maggie really likes showing off. Look! She's posting pictures of her date uh -huh. gifts from her boyfriend on Facebook. Uh -huh. She's so afraid the others will not know about everything. <laughs> Why are you not as active as Maggie? What do you mean? Well, she asked me where she should pray for a good marriage. I told her to go to a certain temple of Taipei called Xiahai and worship there. Very soon, she met this boyfriend. Is it really that super? Let me share with you a legend of the moon matchmaker. In Tang Dynasty, a man called Wei Gu was visiting friends in town. In the evening, he was strolling around. Hmm, this old man was reading something under the moonlight. What's he reading? Uh, mister, I'm Wei. What are you reading about? This is the book of marriage. All marriages in the world are recorded here. Oh, what have you put in the back near you? These are the red lights connecting people's marriages in the world. One side would be on a man's foot, while another on a woman's. Don't they are apart, they will end up husbands and wife. Aha! So, do you know who my future wife is? It's the three-year-old daughter of the blind person selling vegetables in the market. How can it be possible? What nonsense! We got someone to kill the little girl due to anger. Out of pity, however, the person did not murder her. She was only hurt on the forehead. A decade later, the little girl was adopted by an official who married his adopted daughter off to Wei. He was really married to the little girl. He read the marriage book under the moon, so he is called the moon matchmaker. That's right. When we worship the moon matchmaker at the temple, we get a red line for a good marriage. <laughs> It's better than to be shot by an arrow. In the West, um, it's said that due to her beauty, Psyche became a target of jealousy of goddess of beauty, Venus, who sent her son Cupid, god of love, to shoot Psyche in error so that she would fall in love with the ugliest person in the world. Unexpectedly, Cupid, on seeing Psyche being so pretty, fell in love with her. What am I going to do? I cannot live without Psyche. But I went against my mom's wish. Let me ask Apollo to send God for assistance. 
Cupid, I can let Psyche marry you. Yet she should not see you. Once she sees you, she loses you forever. Thank you very much. Psyche thought she was married to a huge snake that would not accompany her until nighttime. She also promised not to see the look of the huge snake. However, one day when Psyche's sister went to visit her, out of jealousy, her sister said, "Psyche, you are married for so long, and are you not curious how your husband looks like?" <sighs> I promise not to peep. If you just light up the candle and take a look, the big snake will never know. Unable to listen her curiosity, Psyche decided to do so. From that moment when she saw Cupid, things disappeared and they couldn't see each other. It was Zeus who helped Cupid to be with Psyche forever. They almost lost each other.、Mm-hmm. Cupid would have treasured his wife more.、Mm. So, which deity is more effective? <laughs> well, you can try both of them. <laughs> <laughs> That was Cultural Visa Everywhere by RTI. Explore the beauty of Chinese and Taiwanese traditional music on jade bells and bamboo pipes. Hello and welcome to this week's jade bells and bamboo pipes. I'm Carlson Wong, and on today's show, we're listening to Hakka music. The Hakka people who migrated to Taiwan from the Chinese mainland came at various times over the centuries. As a result, they are primarily divided into two groups: the Southern Hakka and the Northern Hakka of Taiwan. To start off, we'll listen to Old Mountain Song. This is considered to be the oldest extant folk tune in Hakka culture. Its melody preserves the original characteristics of the Hakka Mountain Song. The entire tune is sung in the free sanpan rhythm.
Maka Song Old Mountain Song, and next we'll listen to Mountain Tune. Supposedly, it should be a new mountain tune. This melody is a variant of the old mountain song. However, it has a definite beat and fixed melody, so it's much livelier than the previous tune that you just heard. The man sings of falling in love with a woman in the first lunar month, yet regrets not being able to marry her. She replies that love of outward appearance is insubstantial. Love comes from knowing a person's heart. Was Mountain Tune, and next we'll listen to Ping Ban or Level Beat. This is also a Hakka Mountain Tune derived from the old Mountain Song. It is a tune that most often used to 
the company Hakka Music Theatre. With different lyrics, the same tune produces a different feeling and effect. This amounts to a contest between the two sexes, in which the man tries to see how good a singing partner the woman might be. She takes up the challenge and impresses him with her response.
This is Radio Taiwan International. And again, you're listening to Jade Bells and Bamboo Pipes. I'm Carlson Wong, and today we feature Hakka Song. During the centuries of wandering throughout the Chinese mainland, the Hakka people managed to preserve their original customs. Yet, in their travels from the north of the Chinese mainland to the south, they absorbed the music of each region. This gradually became a distinctive type of music known as the Hakka Eight Tones. During the fourth Hakka migration, that's between 645 to 1867, their eight-tone music was brought to Taiwan. Musicians were known as eight-tone troops or gong and drum troops. Their performances were indispensable part of weddings, funerals, celebrations, and temple visits by the gods.
That was Sing Yi Jing Gu Melody. This is a traditional eight-tone tune that describes a peasant child in ancient times tending the oxen, looking off into the distance at a spectacular mountain vista and feeling peaceful. And next, let's hear Gua Jin Pai Melody or Wearing a Medal. This music describes Tai Pai Xing Jun. Tai Pai Xingjun is a fictional character in the Chinese classical novel Journey to the West. That's according to the Wikipedia, he was an envoy of the Jade Emperor, the ruler of heaven. So Tai Pai Xingjun goes to the Lu family to present a gold medallion. This represents the recipient will attain higher and higher office and live a peaceful and prosperous life. Hopefully you have enjoyed listening to the selection of Hakka songs. Thank you for listening for comments and suggestions. Please write to PO Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. And our email address is rti at rti.org.tw. And again, RTI is short for Radio Taiwan International. Thank you for listening once again. I'm Carlson Wong and I'll see you next week. Goodbye. Tia 
Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6180 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6180 kHz. And in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International.